Guardy. Guardy was always antagonized D Rob. Yeah. Like when oh we'd be gosh. on, we'd be we'd be on a bad flyer. D Rob's a bad flyer, and uh, he'd be like, "Hey, bro, who's gonna play you in the movie when we go down?" <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got my Forrest Whitaker from. Remember, we would always do that. Like if this plane goes down, who's gonna play you in the movie? And I would always say Forrest Whitaker. Oh no. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We are back. Another edition of R2C2 Quarantine. Zoom edition. It's been crazy. Safe at home? Is that what we're calling it? Safe at home, man. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and and it, you know. Heaven for me. I love this shit. (laughs) Wait, hold on a second. You mean you just love having to, forced into being your true introvert self? Yeah, nobody can really like get mad if I if I don't have some stupid fucking excuse to not go to dinner. Like this, it's great. I love it. Oh man, we um we get to chat with someone who I just feel like if we were ever going to have a permanent third fixture to the show, this would be a guy who would seriously fit in. No and doubt. that is Phil Hughes is with us. Thanks what for up? joining us, Phil. Thanks for having me. It's it's about time, right? You know, see, I'm just glad that um you know Phil. Showed up today because if you remember, Phil was oh due. To, he was due to be on R two C two once before, and he pulled. He pulled a Sabathia, and I mean, he <laughs> he really. I mean, Phil. I don't know if you learned the ghosting from C, but oh, I he would from be the proud, best, bro. I learned from yeah. the best. <laughs> just straight ghost. Instead of making up an excuse, just fucking silence. Bro, look at this guy right here, man. He's just right in my, like, this is what he does every time I come sit on the couch. He just comes and sit right on my lap. Which dog is at, see? He turned his microphone, too. (laughs) He's going to have to deal with the dog a second. In the... in the oh no, I think he took. Did he turn your microphone off? Yeah, yeah. He did. So for those That's just great. listening to the audio and not watching the video, which dog was that? See, Raider. Raider, Raider, who's a um, massive dog. You may have seen a picture on the internet a couple of years ago, sitting on Cece's lap. Yeah. Uh, Raider just uh, came over to sit on Cece's lap and and unplugged his microphone. Great start to the pod, bro. Great start. <laughs> Amazing. Dude, I'm, a, I'm about to have uh, groceries delivered. My dogs are going to go ballistic too, so we'll have that to deal with. Oh man, seriously. <laughs> Phil, what's been you have a four month old, man. What what's been yeah. the biggest challenge of like having a you know an infant during this period of time? I mean, it's great. I love it. He just he just hangs out. Like C knows it's like at the point where he can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So That's a great like, age. Like four months, oh, they can't amazing. move and they yeah. they laugh a little bit, like they got a little yeah. personality. So yeah, he's That's a perfect time. Yeah, he's the best, dude. Sleeps uh, through the night, takes all his naps during the day. He's the best. <laughs> I you know got lucky. Number, number two is going to be a nightmare. I was know? just about to say that. Number two <laughs> is going to be a nightmare because, like, as soon as you mm-hmm. get a good one, then it, like, puts it back in respect. Yeah, you. same deal with our dogs. Like, we had a little uh, mini wiener dog. She was, like, an angel. And so we were like, oh, we can get another one. It'll be great. Fucking dog, dude. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's just the way it goes, man. Oh, man. Everything evens out. Now more than ever, it is critical to take care of yourself and avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, chiropractor, and masseuse. 
Social distancing is having an effect on everything these days, and nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. So if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. That's CryoFree CBD Pain Relief Roll-On, an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out that pain with a one-two punch of super cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll cryo-freeze onto painful areas to help block the pain, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Cryo-freeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief, which can last up to eight hours, much longer than any other roll-on. Try cryo-freeze today and learn why so many people have rated it five stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief they are getting from this product. I'm telling you right now, the other day, feeling a little stiffness in my neck, I roll that on and it, it really feels better like almost instantly. It's wild how effective it is. When I get done with a workout, usually I feel a little tweak, my lower right back, I roll it on. It's incredible how effective it is. Omax is offering our listeners 20% off a one-month supply of Omax CryoFreeze plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter the code R2C2. That is omaxhealth.com and enter code R2C2 to get 20% off Omax CryoFreeze and site-wide. I was saying earlier, man, this is it's great to like see you like grown up because when I when we played together, you know, you were like a kid. So like, yeah. I, like you know, having a kid, getting married, all of that stuff is like awesome to see. It's like watching your little brother grow up, man. It's fun. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like we uh, well, you remember when we I told you we started building this house and it took like fucking a decade. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it's all it's all done. And yeah, I got a kid now. I've been married three years. Shit, dude. Awesome. Uh, your first year in New York, you turned 30, right? Or second yeah. year? Yeah, that's, that's that, no, that was that first year. Yeah, I turned yeah, 30. First it was year, crazy. Yeah, your 30th birthday party. Yeah. It's, that's it's, nuts. No, that's I mean, man. I'm an old man. Time. Got, time flies, right? I got no hair. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. Growing a beard now, you must like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now I work for the Yankees. So then every time I go around the stadium, somebody's giving me shit for like having really? my beard. And I'm like, oh, oh man. Gosh. I'm not but sure. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be in the broadcast booth with uh, sweats on, right? I'm not going to the broadcast booth. <laughs> not, not anytime soon. <laughs> if, if they I, love, give me the, I love that quote where you're like, if I can just wear like a hoodie and sweatpants, I'm in, bro. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in all day, but they're not gonna let me do that. So it's gonna take a while. Yeah. 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 That, but you know what? That's why these kind of shows are perfect for you right now. See? You're yeah. You're on your couch with your fish tank and your beard and your sweats. And what else do you need, really? I had to on? change the scenery up, man, because the 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 office is a little dark. So, you know, I decided to, you know, come sit. This is where I sit all day, every day anyway. So just yeah. do the pie from here. Fuck it. Plus, first year not playing, you don't want to, like, have people telling you what to do, where to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. chance, man. No. No chance. Give it, a, give it a few years and you'll miss, you'll miss the structure a little bit. But yeah. for now, like... Just chill. Well, Phil, you can actually, even though you're the younger dude, you retired a year before C. So you can give him a little bit of the, you can kind of give him, show him the ropes of retired life and what's key for him to know this year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, well, it's shit if there even is a baseball season. Yeah, I know. At this True. point. But 
Because that Arizona thing's not going to work. Nah, Arizona. I don't think Arizona's going to work out. What, what's crazy they is don't like, want, they don't want guys being with their families for four and a half months. Yeah, and you know how hot it's going to be down there? Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. chance I could pitch a – you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was playing, there's yeah. no chance you could pitch a game in that. Like, It'll be that uh, It'll be that Miami game all over again. Man, three innings <laughs> and I was <laughs> – Three innings out of here. Jorge called oh. Joe and was like, you got to come down here and get him out of this game. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, you got to give us a story. When was this? <laughs> that was 2009. Yeah, two, was it 2009? Yeah, that yeah. was 2009. We went to we Miami. Went down to Miami early, interleague. And, uh, yeah, I pitched a day game, and, bruh, it was so hot. And, you know, uh, back then, you know, I was getting a little tipsy, you know what I mean, uh, on yeah. the weekend. it was. I, I think I pitched Sunday. So Friday night we went out, and I didn't recover, bro. And I went <laughs> out there, and I was hurting. And Jorge comes down to the dugout, and uh, comes down to the end of the dugout in about the third inning and tells Joe, he was like, Got to get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Man, it was and so we're, all, we're all down in the bullpen and like under one of those. You remember the bullpen there? It was just like a fucking umbrella yes. with like a mound. And we're like, oh, of all days, bro, we got to eat six innings of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, not help you out. Uh, I was a bad teammate that day, bro. Oh, oh, as, bad, as bad as that new stadium is, bro, there's nothing better than not having to play outdoors in Florida. Oh, so. my God. That's what I'm saying. So Arizona is going that'd be tough and and to do it for four and a half months is i mean you know i don't know it just seems weird and and then to not have games in the bronx but baseball is being played like it's just it'd be a well, weird you point. heard what they're you heard what they want them to do right like the players come to the field and they all got to be like six feet apart from each other and shit really yeah it's super weird but and like they have to stay in hotels with no with, and their family can't be there like but i always thought like the the fastest way like even more so than a basketball maybe football but like a baseball clubhouse if that virus gets in there it's going to spread like crazy like yeah. if one of one of us gets sick then everybody gets sick like it just like ravishes through the clubhouse so i think especially in those yeah those spring training facilities with the nasty ass carpets and <laughs> the virus lives on it lives in stuff for like you know hours you know, yeah so cleaning that you know sanitizing everything every you know five minutes it's gonna make See, it tough man here's the thing and so for anyone from our audience who's like unfamiliar with the proposal although i'm sure many of you have seen it by now there was a you know a proposal jeff passon reported on the other day that apparently mlb and the pa was working with top health executives or officials, I should say, on a proposal where the entire baseball season would take place in Arizona, a combination of Chase Field as well as spring training facilities out there that are part of the Cactus League. They and said players, college stadiums too. They want yeah, to college like I think ten to twelve stadiums, and basically the players would be quarantined essentially, only going from the hotels they're staying at to the stadiums for a four and a half month period where they would have the entire season. Now, I will say this, guys, like one thing I like, I don't know if that exact iteration as it's proposed would happen, right? I do like that at least there's an open-mindedness because you're not getting a season done unless you're going to think creatively, right? Like you're just, there's not going to be a magic date where it's like, oh, you can have 50,000 people in the stadium. I just, it does not seem like that's going to happen at some point during this season, or at least at a moment in time where you could still then play a full season, right? So it's like, how can you be creative? Like, you know, coming up with these different solutions. What I feel like is, I feel like you're going to have to come up with a situation where you're testing every single person 
who walks into the ballpark every day. And you can't go in unless you've tested negative. You know, there's some, so I don't know what the machinations of that are, but there's got to be some way to like sterilize a tent with health officials. And it just becomes part of your like security check to get into the stadium. Because otherwise, you know, you, you're not going to, like you were saying, Phil, you're not going to be able to keep players six feet apart from each other like that. <laughs> right. That can't happen. You can't actually play the game that way, you know? Yeah. Um, but but if you knew every single person who's in the stadium is negative, then you don't have to worry about it. And that proposal that they had in Arizona, was it no fans in the stands? At, no fans. Yeah. No fans. No fans. No fans. It's Man. just for the t- it's just for the TV money. That's what they're hoping to salvage from this whole thing. Yeah, but even just still, you I mean, like if I was I would want to play. You know what I'm saying? Like when this baseball season, like you want to try to figure out a way to to play, but I just don't know how you're gonna be able to do it before July. Like, yeah, that's not it. You know what that's I'm saying? It. Like, it's it's gonna be really hard to to pull it off. MLB the show. MLB the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a PlayStation in my closet for uh, five years, and I just finally put it together. Bro. I gotta. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody's I gotta digging. Everybody's digging deep right now for shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you guys this: What it like? I know the idea is like. Hey, you'd be separated from your family, and and I think that would be a non-starter for a, a lot of people. Obviously, however, what if you didn't have to be separated from your family? What if you were able to bring it, your immediate family to said site and have them there? Would that make it more? I don't know, palatable for you, Phil? I think it would tip the scales for sure. Yeah, because I mean, you know what? You know, some of the young guys, maybe twenty percent, don't have families, but I mean. For the most part, everybody's got kids, wives. You can't be away from them for four and a half months, you know? No, no. So yeah, but th- that would I make think- it, that'd be nerve wracking for me, though, you know, like having yeah. your family around too at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Like you go to the field, you're around all these dudes. You don't know who has it. I mean, yeah, like you, you could do testing every day, but we don't even have, you know, enough tests to, to test people that are, you know, at risk of, you know, serious illness from this. So I don't know if that's realistic by. May or whatever they were proposing, June, but yeah. Uh, I seen was. the NBA were talking about they talking about trying to get back in June, I think. Yeah. They were saying. Well, I think everybody's just trying to stay optimistic, you know? Yeah. I don't I you know, I think it's it's people trying to to have a little glimmer of hope that, you know, maybe in a month or two this thing could be past us, but let me add, let me let me throw you this version of it. Um let's say you couldn't bring your families. And this obviously is just the most recent proposal. There's a million things they're thinking about right now, right? And there's a ton of options. And like you said, with the test, Phil, that's the reality at this moment. But who knows? In six weeks, maybe everyone can have a test in their home. Who who knows, right? Like that would obviously seem to be ideal if it could happen. But um, if if you were told, for both of you guys, if it was like a, hey, you have to go to this area to play the full season in its entirety for four and a half months, can't bring your family. But this is the only way you're going to get paid this season. Do you think that would be enough to tip the scales for guys and say, I'm going to, I'm going to bite this bullet and, and do it this way. So I get paid. Probably a lot of them. Yeah. Hell yeah. You think so too, C? I do. I think, I think, you know, and I think that's why guys, you know, that's why they're trying to come up with different ways and different proposals to try to, you know, salvage a season to get guys paid because I don't think, you know, I don't think if they, if they don't play that these guys don't get paid. So, you know, I think uh, I think that will really tip the scales if if they said this is the only way you guys are getting paid. Um, you know, you got to come out here and play four and a half months, and guys would do it. 
Plus, not everybody's, you know, not everybody's in the situation of guys like CC and dudes with guaranteed contracts and big deals and, you know, money in the bank. And, you know, some guys are on one-year deals or, you know, just coming up and, you know, maybe it's their second year of service or they're arbitration eligible next year. Like, there's probably some guys that are hungry to go out and play and don't care. Yeah. But, you know, to get enough people to agree to it, I don't know. Yeah. There's a, I mean, look. They, nobody ever thought they'd be in this situation, right? Like trying to come up with stuff. It's just, it is wild, man. It really is. Um, Phil, if you, do you in your mind right now, because you know, you're, you're an active thinker. We see that on Twitter. Do you have any good solution <laughs> in your mind right now for how to salvage the season? No, not at all. I mean, I, I think that the Arizona thing was a decent proposal, but it's it's just it's way too hard. I don't know if you can do it. You know, you might have to just call the season a wash, or you know, condense it when things are cool again. You know, I don't know if you can just you know try to force it right now. Um, I think condensing it when when it's safe is the best option. Whether yeah. that's July, mid you know mid June, July, whatever, and just and then play if you the have the if you have the playoffs in the winter, you know, uh, make it a neutral site. Um, somewhere warm, you know. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would, you know, yeah. like you, you get to AOCS and you know, and and World Series at a neutral site. That that wouldn't yeah. be bad. But having it you had the park, you know, you can have the first round. Degrees. Yeah, you can have the first round in wherever the Bronx, wherever you know, whoever makes the playoffs. But after that, ALCS, um, World Series at a neutral site. <clears throat> It'll be like the Super Bowl. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it would you be. Know, you get be like cool. rival fans for all all the games instead of you know just like. You know, all Yankees fans, all Red Sox fans, you know, you'd have um, it'd be kind of a cool mix. But 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 honestly, like playing in the World Series, you kind of like I wanted people to come to the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, that, of course. When perfect, we were good. Like, situation. Yeah. Yeah. You want like you want them to feel that heat of coming to the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But. It's rough to play in, in there, bro. It's, it's rough. Yeah. So no, for that sure. kind of takes the, our advantage away a little bit, you know? Sure. Yeah. But global yeah. pandemic, you know, I'll take I'll take a season over no season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Play and play till whenever, you, whenever, right? Like if it meant you're playing in December, but you're actually getting to play and you're just in warm weather cities and OK, you know, that's that's what it ends up being. However, what I you know what I kind of like about it, guys, like for a sport that oftentimes people say like, oh, is not open minded enough when it comes to change. Right which sometimes that may be more overblown than it should be, but obviously it's a narrative like this forces you to be open-minded, you know, like e even, I don't know who I was talking with the other day, something about the seven inning thing, like double headers. Like if that's what you end up having to do, like they were like, well, do you think it could be something that ends up permanent then? And I'm like, I, I have no idea, but I think all of a sudden the door is open to that. You know, like if, if we found out, you know what, these seven inning games are actually, awesome and more digestible and whatever. Well, you were never going to try that except for now you may have to. And now you actually are going to get, you know, somewhat of a sample size to see what it's like if they end up going that route. Well, they do in the minor leagues, seven inning double headers. Yeah. Yeah. See how much, how much would you have enjoyed seven inning double headers? When we oh, I was just about to say it. Like that <laughs> shit was heaven in the minor leagues. I, I would do yeah. that every Sunday. Play yeah. to play two play play two game two seven inning games. I'll do that every Sunday to have mm -hmm. Monday off. Every yeah. every I mean one thousand percent. But yeah. baseball can't do it because it would you know for every double header there'd be 
well, a guy didn't have, you know, the certain at-bats and, you know, this team didn't play all the innings it was supposed to and records. Yeah. And, yeah. But this might push everybody to rethink that because shit, we're not going to have a normal season this year. We can all agree to that. Right. There's not going to be a 162-game season and, you know, playoffs and stuff. See, uh, that's so are, my thing, Phil. Yeah, that's my thing. Exactly. It's like you're being forced into the change now, you know, like so – you, it, it may actually end up benefiting the sport long term uh, because of what you're forced into in the here and now, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, 2009 when you're talking about Miami. And I, I'm just somebody had asked this on Twitter, and I, I thought it was a good one, like just in general, because we know you're a great storyteller, Phil. Brian Brennan had asked this on Twitter as well. But like when you think of 09, What's a what's a story or two that comes to mind about your guys' championship team that you were on together? Uh, there were so many good ones. Well, I remember the the best one was, uh, and I actually told this story to to uh, Feinstein and Brian Hope uh, for their book that book? they did on the yeah on the ninth season was uh, A Rod's birthday party. Oh yeah, and the uh, <clears throat> the the I think it was Nobu catered it right. Yeah, I think Nobu. Yeah, and everybody just got plastered, jumped in the pool, like it was it was a wreck. And I remember, dude, I was so I was so hungover. I puked in the car on the way back to I was living in Jersey and had to pitch the next day in relief against Oakland. Bro, I've never I've never felt worse in my life. Oh, man. Bro, the biggest uh, thing I remember about that party is D-Rob freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting in. This is my so only son. He was so pissed, bro. About going in the water? Yeah, yeah, he didn't jump in. He was the only one that didn't jump in because he didn't want to mess his suit up. It was the only one he had, yeah. he said. And then oh he, got put, he got pushed in and was pissed. Pissed. That shit was yeah. so funny. That kind of ended the party. But that party was epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. So, that was. That was so sick. That was... That was fun. So, like, when you're saying going in the pool, you're talking people are fully dressed all going in the pool then? Oh, yeah. AJ oh, jumped in God. right after happy birthday, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Hudson gave a speech. Everybody jumped in. <laughs> yeah. It was sick. That was sick. Oh, that that's sick. phenomenal. Yeah. That, like, right. th- there, was, there was an awesome cohesion to that group. You know, like, there was the, – you guys, I don't know. It just – it felt like – see, you were kind of brought in for that, right? Yeah, and, I was. But wait, let me get back into that. Like, who yeah, who tried yeah, to get back to the in party. the basketball court and fell? Was that you? What Were you, you in mean? there? <laughs> no, what? Maybe it was Jabba. No, it Jabba. was me, bro. Oh yeah, that was you. A <laughs> <laughs> Rod had a basketball. I would have dunked too. Like, <laughs> and this guy tries to jeans, go in. soaking wet jeans. It was after the pool, bro. <laughs> He tries to go up and dunk, bro. I thought he broke his back, bro. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, that and was what's crazy, too, is, like, Girardi was there, like, all the coaches. And yeah. Like, they weren't, they weren't pissed at everybody getting, <laughs> getting fucked up doing stupid shit. But I just you need remember. That. You need that sometimes. Yeah, you, know? you do that. I, like, I knew we – I mean, that team was super close right from the beginning, though. I think, uh, like, you know, having AJ come in, uh, Swish – um, it just kind of like opened up everybody's personality. Every day we had a lot of fun. Like, you know, it's, it's a million stories from that team. But you my know, the pies. My my favorites were Guardy messing with Swish, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You how, would he, huge, how would he huge, mess huge. with him, Phil? You got to tell us, man. Uh, he would give him shit every day. Just, I mean, his outfits he wore to the field, you know, the cutoff, <laughs> cutoff sleeve hoodies. You know, like, and uh, see, you remember when Gardy uh, hit him with a water balloon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, how did I forget all of this shit? Yeah, uh, I remember that now. It's been a long time, man. It's yeah, I remember time. that, bro. It's been 11 uh, years. Uh, Gardy gave Swish. Gardy gave Swish shit like he was the old guy, and 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 Swish was the young guy. Like, yeah, it was it was, it was epic, bro. It was so <laughs> funny every day. And D Rob too. Gardy would fuck with D Rob every day too. Uh, yeah. Now yeah. he hit him with a water balloon. When and how? What's the context of that? It was in the clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. I think Swish <laughs> did. Swish did something or said something, and Gardy was like, "All right," and. You know, I think he was wearing he was wearing some expensive outfit or something, and just drilled him with a water balloon. But then I, I remember Swiss <laughs> was pissed because the uh, his like we had laptops on our lockers, and his laptop got all wet and shit. He was mad, yeah. he was, like cleaning it off. Like, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, the laptops that never never worked for anything. <laughs> like those, we had those laptops in our lockers, and the iPads came out like three months later. It was like yeah, everybody, yeah. And the whole idea was that there was going to be, you know, like meetings up on them and stuff. And there was never anything. Nothing. Jeet checking the weather every day. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, did Jeet jump in the pool at A-Rod's party? I don't know. He must have. He had to have. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's I mean, that, night, that night's pretty foggy, bro. Yeah, I remember. I remember jumping in the pool. I remember D. Rob getting pissed, and I just remember you breaking your fucking back on the basketball yeah. court. <laughs> um, but I don't remember if G jumped in. I'm sure he did, though. I, yeah, you, no, he had to. Have. Everybody did. did. Were you guys like? Did that team hang out a lot together? Yeah, I mean, not, you know, you can't go to dinner every night. Like that's unrealistic. But on the right, road, right. you know, guys would guys would hang. Go to yeah, we did. And- we did more than any other team. I think the, any other Yankee team, I think that team, any other Yankee team that I was on, I think that team hung out more on the road, whether it was going out or going to dinner, you know, doing whatever we did on the road. Like, yeah, I think we, we all hung out a lot playing video games in AJ's room, my room. I would carry that big ass. Um, I used to carry like a, like a TV in this uh, trainer's case with a you, PlayStation you had on. Well, I mean, you know, whoever, <laughs> whoever, whoever was putting the shit up. <laughs> so we would play video games in my room. Guardy would set everything up. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, we hung out a lot on the road for sure. For sure. The, you know, one story I always think about, and I think maybe even, uh, I think Mark and Brian might've had it in their book about the 09 championship team. But the, um, when you guys beat Minnesota and then like Joe Lee playing the piano, with everyone around there and the ball, because I w- I just happened to be there. I don't know how my ass got a ticket to that, but you know I, I happened. <laughs> you to be was there in that, that party. Night. Were you at that party? I was party? in that party, man. We yeah. got snowed in. Remember, we couldn't leave. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We had that yes. party. We we got snowed in, and I just remember Joe Lee taking to the piano and everybody around the piano singing, like as Joe <laughs> Lee was playing. And for our audience, Joe Lee has been a long time clubby with the Yankees. Um, and uh, Fordham guy as well. And first of all, Joe Lee is a phenomenal piano player, like yeah. ri- ridiculous piano. He does player. a lot of shit really good. Though. Jack of all trades, yeah, oh. yeah. jockeys, <laughs> financial advisor. He, he literally world traveler. He goes everywhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. he's someone going to do a documentary on Joe Lee someday, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> but I, you remember, like the, your whole team was like sitting around the piano singing. 
as Joe Lee played. And I remember thinking like, how crazy is like Kate Hudson's dancing to Joe Lee playing the piano. Like, this is amazing. It was just like a wild, wild scene. But I feel like, cause a lot of times you don't get that. Like the night, if you went on the road, right. A lot of times you're getting on the plane and going right back. But you guys, as you said, you got snowed in. So you just turned it into a party that night. Yeah, no, that's, that's what we did. Yeah. Snowed in, snowed in in October in Minnesota, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Right. And my dumb, my dumb ass signs there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the last game in the Metrodome we played that It was. That night. It was, yeah, because 2010 that was, was uh, first year at Target Field. Yeah. yeah, it was. What are you, from the championship celebration, is it, because, you know, I can tell you guys are in party storytelling mode, so is there any, <laughs> is, it, is there anything from after you guys won the title that stands out that makes you laugh about the celebration? Uh... The night we won, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, it was funny. I mean, it was fun, but the night we won, I think we went to one out and we were there all night, which was, that, that was insane. And like, I just remember them playing We Are The Champions and like singing that shit at the top of my lungs, like actually being a champion. <laughs> like that was one of the best nights of my life. It was, it was crazy. The worst morning. The worst. I didn't get morning. out of bed the next day, bro. I, I, and we partied in the coach's <laughs> room, remember? Because we were getting yeah. away from the media. Like, the whole team, families and everything, we just went into the coach's room. And, yeah. like, that's what, we, you know, we smoked cigars. We did, you know, we drank and did whatever. But I remember being in that little-ass room, like, after the, after we won, uh-huh. um, just with everybody, like, just with us. It was It was crazy. But that was an everyday routine. Nobody wanted to be in the clubhouse. <laughs> the biggest, they still like it's that. The biggest, it's the biggest room there, and people just avoid it. Like, you just want to go and chill somewhere without, you know, <laughs> some guy walking up. Hey, you got a couple minutes. Yeah, me and Jorge, I had the sleep room. We had the, we had the sleep yeah. room back there, bro. Yeah. The auxiliary Phil, clubhouse for guys to get changed, you know, the big timers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Phil, I still remember the night you guys won game 609 World Series. I was doing the scoreboard hosting at the time. And I remember being on the field with you. I think you're maybe your parents or you had some family on the field in the celebration. And um, and I remember like congratulating you and whatever. And I remember you being like you you were hilarious about yourself in that moment and you were like oh i wish i would have done more this series like right in that moment as soon as it goes and i'm thinking like and i and it always stuck with me i'm like yeah but like phil you guys this you were like one of the top three keys to the season when you went and started dominating in the bullpen that's when the whole thing changed and here you are in this moment of triumph and you're like yeah, this is awesome, man. But yeah, I wish I would have done more. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no, bro. Like, you were with some time away now. Like, do you now appreciate even if even if that series or the playoffs wasn't perfect? Do you now appreciate how key you were to that team? I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a fun year. Like, and and I had a good season. Like, that was that was fun. But nah, it's not. I, I guess so. If you don't go to the bullpen and do what you did, we wouldn't have won. We wouldn't have been in the position to win. Like you yeah. were lights out, bro. Like that was that was fun to watch. It was like it just kind of stuck with me, like how I couldn't how I couldn't carry that over to the playoffs. You know, it still kind of bugs me. As much as you know, as much as the regular season and getting the team there, and you know, kind of stabilizing the pen or whatever. Like it still kind of bugs me that, um, you know, Mo had to pitch like three and a half, <laughs> like three and two thirds. <laughs> <and eight, six. laughs> Joe, Joe was like, I don't trust. I don't trust any of those dudes down there. Right Our now. starters like, were going deep though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in the, the whole playoffs and we only, it was, 
We only used three, but we right. were pitching like six, six, seven, eight innings pretty much every night. And that's why I think that was a key to, you know, while we won, obviously. But, but, but at the beginning of the season, our bullpen was in shambles. Like we couldn't get the ball to Mo. Yeah. And, you know, when you went down there, like it just, it set everything up, bro. It was, it was, it was like perfect. I mean, it just kind of fell into place perfectly. Well, and the, the thing was, is like, you know, a lot of guys get sent to the pen and they're pissed. You know, it's like a demotion. But I was just so happy to stay in the big leagues. I didn't want to go back to Triple A. <laughs> so I felt like I felt like it was a it was an attitude. You know, I was like, yeah, like I went down there like stoked to still get like sick post game meals and stuff. You know, <laughs> and you were throwing <laughs> gas too. Like yeah. you came out just blowing cheese. Like I it was. was I was just letting it eat. Yeah, that was fun. I, I got yeah. the numbers here, man. In your forty four games out of the pen that year. You threw to a one four zero ERA, and you gave up just thirty one hits and just thirteen walks in fifty one and a third innings, while striking out sixty five. And you were you were you were like that. All of a sudden, you were throwing like I well, I feel like you were touching what ninety nine out of the pen then, like bro, not not close to that. No, that's like <laughs> that's like two thousand nineteen relievers. I was like 90, <laughs> 95, 96, You know, little, but you were you were sneaky ninety five ninety six. You were blowing people away, though. Yeah. Like, did you yeah, actually, did fun. you win the reliever of the year award that year? Uh, I don't think so, just because I had so many starts. Like, my yeah. innings were kind of kind of limited. Because I, yeah. that was the year uh, uh, Wong was, he was hurt, right? At the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Wong, yeah. Yeah, he hurt, yeah, he didn't pitch that year, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I came up to uh, to fill in for him starting. I think I made like nine or ten starts. Did he pitch at all? Did he pitch that year? I don't he think back, he did. Yeah. He did. He came back. Yeah, he in came 09? back. That was that was when I got sent to the pen. Was when he was ready to go. Oh, uh, okay. How many? Yeah. I, you know what's funny is I don't even remember him starting. And oh wow, yeah, he made nine starts. And oh, that's that's right. He, came, he struggled he mightily. Yeah, yeah, he he pitched to an ERA just under ten in those nine uh, starts. I I do vaguely remember. It's funny because like when I think of the starters that year, I think of you, C, AJ, and Andy, right? Like, but Chad Godin. That's right. And Chad uh, Sergio, Sergio, Mitre. Sergio Mitre. Yeah. Sergio yeah. Mitre. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Sergio uh, Mitre. So, so Wanger came back and was, yeah, was struggling a little bit. And um, I think that's when he decided to have the surgery. And um, mm. <clears throat> at that point, I had already been in the pen too long to uh, pitching like one or two innings. So I couldn't start again. So that's when Godin went and filled in. This, was Jabba starting that year too? No, yes. he started. Yeah, he was, and mm-hmm. they had like the five inning rule and all that shit. That's when that those Jabba rules came. Is the no nine? Well, I think. Well, they had yeah. you know seven. They had the Jabba rules, and where they transitioned him. Well, I mean, where he was just straight into pen, and then in 08, he made that transition and ended up getting hurt, and then in 09... I think he started a little bit. You're right. He started, in 09, he, he started, started, started the whole, whole year, year. Yeah. and then he went oh, to the damn. pen in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Because he ended up pitching some meaningful innings in the playoffs then. Him and D-Rob. Him and D-Rob. Yep. And Damaso Marte. And Damaso Marte was disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) He he looked like like a – what kind of dude was Marte? He was hilarious. Uh, he was funny, but like he didn't talk yeah. much. Like he was no, super quiet. He was quiet. super quiet, but when he did, he was hilarious. <laughs> I remember every day it would be like, my shoulder, my shoulder hurts so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that was just like his mindset. Like he had to he had to think like that he was like struggling, and then that was when he was good. 
Bro, he, he dealt in the World Series. Like, he mm-hmm. came in and got some huge outs in the World Series. Bro, he was made for that that lineup, though. Yeah, that, he like, was. Side-winding lefty against Utley, Ryan Howard. Ibon- yep. uh, yeah, Ibanez, Raul, yep. yep. Uh, Victorino. Well, Victorino switch hit, but yeah. I mean, that team was loaded with lefties. He was, he, was, he was ridiculous in that series. He really was. Mm-hmm. Phil, you've, you have become like, I feel like you've become one of the most entertaining like baseball personalities with uh, social media. Like people have loved this, you know, like what's, and, and now you do the whole like card opening on YouTube. So what, like what's your philosophy behind social media and the way you use it? I just, I don't have one. there's no it's it's not you know it's not like a calculated move you know so i I feel like people like that because it it comes across more genuine you know i'm just bored bro and i just you know say what i feel (laughs) (laughs) i do like that you you literally i mean i always feel I, i always feel like there's nothing um you don't hold back at all right like you just share exactly how you feel like even sometimes going you'll go at people in the mentions or whatever like make a sarcastic comment or something i'm like i love it there's just like a you just kind of have this like very like real like yeah this is me i don't i don't really care mentality about it there's so many idiots on twitter sometimes you just gotta let them know (laughs) (laughs) twitter's hard for me man playing in new york was yeah playing in new york was hard with that oh yeah because it was just when it was starting too yeah, remember yeah. Swiss was the first uh, first baseball player. With, no, he's the first athlete, I think. With a million mm-hmm. followers? To have yeah. Twitter. Like, he was the first one. He was, like, signed up right away. Yeah. Yeah, Swish. I, I mean, Phil, do you remember, like, speaking of that, like, stuff in your mentions where it's, like, I mean, it would, like, it would bother you after you pitch and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I remember, what was it? Yeah, it was 2013 when I was just horrific, you know? And uh, I would, like, delete Twitter. just to not not see it like i just didn't want to see it you know yeah as soon as you open it it up you see it yeah it was eating at me so much like the fact that i wasn't doing well and then like to have that on top of it was too much you know yeah being being a yankee is hard to have twitter like it's i mean you know instagram whatever that's fine but like twitter like they just go at you and like this is the hardest place to play so, and it's baseball and baseball is fucking hard. So like you're going to get killed, man. So you were going to yeah. get crushed at some point on Twitter. If you're well, in New York too, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to struggle. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's just the good times are amazing. You know what I mean? And then if you're, you know, if you're down in the dumps, like I, I can't think of a, of a tougher market to, to yeah, but I, I always told you like this is the like hardest place to pitch. Like if you had to come up, if I had to come up in this, I wouldn't have made it. Like it, like mentally and like like everything that goes on around here is really hard to be a young player, especially a, a starting pitcher here. So it's, yeah. it, I mean, it takes a it, takes it, a unique personality for sure. It really does to to like come up and and as a Yankee and really like just have a great career. That's hard to do, man. It really mm-hmm. is like. If you look at the people I feel like that that have success besides Jeet, they started somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like where you get a chance to like relax and like enjoy the baseball part of it and struggling the ups and downs. Like you don't get that luxury here, man, because we're trying to win a World Series every year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Plus, like a guy like Garrett Cole, for instance, everybody's always asking me, like, oh, is he going to be able to handle New York? It's like, yeah, he's, you know, he's he's oh. a veteran now. You know? Yeah, he's older. Like, he's, yeah. he's got that rind on him, you know? Like, he's, he, you know, he pitched, pitched in Pittsburgh, you know, got to come up in, you know, kind of a low-key environment. Um, you know, play some pitches, some playoff got games. To, got to pitch in some playoff games, exactly. And now he's now he's at that point where he's ready. So it's probably the best thing that happened to him was not getting drafted or not signing with the Yankees when he was in high school. Yeah. But like the best like for me, I got I, I came to the Yankees at 29. If I would have been 25, it's anything like that, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. No no chance. Mm-hmm. Phil, your uh your YouTube channel. I mean, you've turned it into a big thing, man. With Phil <laughs> Phil's pulls. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you have you have over 32,000 subscribers. Which is amazing, dude. I got to get on this thing. What do you do on there? I just open cards, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. It's so fun. Like, I was always into cards, uh, like, growing up and, you know, even, uh, like, into my teenage years and stuff. And like I said before, I just got bored, man. Like, I was like, I've got this, uh, I've got this cool camera that my wife got me for, um, to do, like, food stuff with was the original kind of reason. And um, I was just like. You know, I got into cards, I think like two, three years ago, I was just like at a, at a shop when I was playing in San Diego, there's a super cool card store downtown. And, uh, so I went in there with a buddy and it just like brought back all those like nostalgic feelings, you know? And, uh, yeah, just got back into it. And I was like, well, how can I make this more fun? So I was like, maybe I should start a YouTube <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's been cool, man. I just, I just, you know, I come down to the garage, like right where I'm sitting right now and I click the little record button on the on the camera and make like a 10 15 minute video it's i like it that's sick i'm about i'm about to sign up i'm about to subscribe as soon as we get off it's hilarious man but and like it, it's got this huge following now people like people like that i i can tell stories about people that you know on the cards yeah which is which is pretty unique because i i used to when i was starting to get back into cards and stuff i would watch youtube videos and they were just they were just so boring, you know. It, I felt like there was there was something better out there. So obviously, I'm in a unique position that I you know play and stuff. But um, yeah, so it's it's fun, and uh, I have a guy that edits them for me, so they're they kind of have a little production value and, and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's a good time. Phil, it's do fun. you see? Is there like some? Um, I mean, is there an avenue you know you would like to take a second career now that your pitching days are done? I don't know. I, I, I kind of like being home. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with, you know, having my first kid and, you know, him being at those, those age where, you know, it's fun to be around him. And, and I, I don't know, I just traveled so much. I don't know if I want to get right back into that again, you know? Yeah. Like take a few years and kind of figure out what, uh, figure out the next step. But like, Man. we just, I mean, we just moved into our new house in June um of last year and you know just had a baby it's like the perfect time to be home you know I've, i just want to enjoy it for a couple of years and figure it out that was the hardest thing like traveling like i, I would literally like not you know like just the actual getting on the plane like the last mm-hmm. two or three years of my career i was like this fucking sucks like we do <laughs> yeah. it so much you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and we move around like i started enjoying getting out in the different cities and stuff but like the actual like flying to the places like was really killing me like yeah, I, I was nice. over it, bro. It was crazy. And everybody's like, "Oh, well, you know, you got charters, and you know, blah blah." You get right on the plane. Like, yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine going through an airport every time we had to fly. But yeah, still, it gets to you, man. Like, 
it's only so much you can so many times you can do it we had some horrible flights last year too bro we i was gonna say are you a nervous down. fly oh yeah, yeah 2018 see oh yeah 18 yeah 18 yeah the there was some bad broke ones. Down a couple oh my gosh bro we sleeping on the plane it was horrible <laughs> i forget what year it was but we had a couple rough ones remember that uh that kansas city flight yeah oh, <laughs> my God. that shit was now, every time we fly into kansas city that is one of the worst flights ever Oh. Those are the only stories I have, like the Kansas City flights. Bro, that's a flyover state for a reason, bro. You're not supposed to fly into there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're flying in that little-ass airport downtown, the, the, the oh, small runway. Yeah. So what yeah. was this remember, flight you like? You got to tell us. You remember the flight after we, uh, after we lost to Detroit in the playoffs? Was that 2011? That was 2012. 12? You remember we lost to them back-to-back years, but I think 12 was one. You, you remember the flight after we lost to them the next morning? Yes. <laughs> oh D Rob had the D Rob had to have the paper bag and was like <laughs> his palms were turning white. He was squeezing the the rail so hard. I was, yeah, yeah I was remember. Brutal. I remember I was about to throw up too because I pitched that <laughs> that game the the day before we got swept. Yeah, and I pitched the day before, and uh, man, I, I do remember that fight. I remember having to have bags and like. That was shit was horrible. Yeah, I remember. Like, I, I can deal with some turbulence, you know? Like, you know, you fly so much, you get used to it. But, I mean, that flight the entire time was just like, oh, I mean, oh. it was just brutal. Was that Mark? Was, was oh. Marcus on that team, though? The 2010, we had a bad flight. And Marcus was, like, freaking out. Well, he freaked oh, yeah. out every time we flew. Marcus mm-hmm. Timms? Yes. Yeah. He was the, he's yeah. the worst flyer I've <laughs> ever flew on phone with. Like, <laughs> he just thinks about the worst shit that can happen. I'm like, bro. Like what are you ta- like? What are you talking about? And and I think it was 2010. After we lost to Texas, we were flying back and we had a bad flight and he was freaking out, man. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. We uh, we took off in that. Uh, we took off in like a horrible thunderstorm. Yeah. 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 That was brutal. There was a, there was some bad ones. And then Swish would always uh, or no, it was Guardy. Guardy was always antagonized. D Rob. Yeah. Like when oh we'd be gosh. on we'd be we'd be on a bad flight and D Rob's a bad flyer. And uh, he'd be like, hey, bro, who's going to play you in the movie when we go down? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got my Forrest Whitaker oh. from. Remember, we would always do that. Like, if this oh. plane goes down, who's going to play you in the movie? And I would always say <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Oh, oh no, man. <laughs> that is brutal. Oh, that is. Or D-Rob would be so pissed. Doesn't it feel like, too, I don't know if you guys notice this. I swear, because I get to, you know, I fly a ton. When I'm doing ESPN or if I'm meeting up with the Yankees or Nats, I'm flying commercial. When I'm on schedule with you guys, I'm flying charter. I swear, our flights with the teams are so much more turbulent than the average commercial flight. And I don't know if it's because like we have to get places or or what it is, but, I, but so man, true. right? Like, why is that? I have no idea why that is. I think it's just because we will take off in anything. Yeah, right. You know fly I mean? through like, anything like the route. Yeah, we have to get there the fastest way. If it's bad, if it's bad, like you know, air, whatever pressure. I don't know what the fuck causes turbulence, but <laughs> I feel like they'll just delay flights on commercial on commercial flights. They'll just be like, oh, it's a little rough right now. You know, we're, we'll wait it out a little bit. But I mean, we gotta we gotta get places. Like we would just take off and. I mean, just dog shit stuff. Yo, like, and oh. that Kansas City flight. I remember being scared because. The flight attendants put their seatbelts on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I remember I was, that was the first time I'm like, oh shit, like this shit really might go down. Like that was they, always a bad sign when they when they got that look on their faces. Yeah, if they got scared, <laughs> then I got scared. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's the tell. If they're if they're calm, no matter what's going on with the plane, you know we're okay, we're all right. Yeah, they're not. Exactly. But when they start to get worried because they've seen it all, then you're like. Oh gosh! Like what? Yeah. You know what is going on? There? So we're in that, a, we're in rare air right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had in the year in 2018 was C's talking about um, at the end. So the beginning of the road trip had that issue where you guys slept on the plane. The end of it, we took off and had to go back to Texas mm-hmm. and then waited out. And as we're taking off, like um, we've been in the air, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And I noticed like my ears are still like popping like crazy. And I'm looking around and I'm noticing like everybody, like, like popping their ears <laughs> like crazy. And I'm like, it's a little weird, you know? And, um, pilot gets on and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, we can't get the cabin pressure, right? Uh, we're not going to make it to Newark. We got to turn around. And so I'm like, all right, like, you know, okay, good. And, and Coney's sitting next to me, right? You know, we're in that back left corner of the plane and Coney turns to me and he just goes very calmly. He's like, oh, yeah, cabin pressure issues. Um, that's how Payne Stewart died. Everybody just passed out. Didn't even know, like, what was going on. I was just oh like, bro, you can't tell me this while we're still in it. Like, you, you, you got to wait till we're on the ground before you share that story. Now I'm just like, oh, can we please get back right now? Uh, Like, uh, all right, last last plane story. See, you remember this one? Uh, Leaving Boston, going back to New York. We had an off day the next day. Sunday night baseball in Boston. You remember that flight? We -hmm. took off. Took off in a storm, and uh, you know Boston and New York's like what forty five minutes. Yeah, and we were. uh, I think it was '09, and we just, you know, we were like an hour goes by and we're like, How, why haven't we got there yet? You know, we were just like flying. And, uh, and then we were just circling. I remember, you remember that, that? Yeah. And then we tried to, we tried to land like three or four times oh. and, uh, and just like had to pull up and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Dude? <laughs> yeah. And then you remember we ended up at, we ended up having to land in uh, JFK. Yeah. Cause it was a little better over there. I oh. remember, I remember just flying. It took, it was like a three hour flight. I remember yeah, just we flying around forever. But we didn't think nothing of it until it was like an hour and a half in. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. we're playing cards. It, just seemed, like, it just seemed like we were flying. Like, it didn't really seem like we were circling, you know? Yeah. And then we're like, we should be there by now. And everybody's pissed because it's like 8 o'clock start in Boston. You know, oh. we got an off day the next day. But by now, it's like 4 in the morning. It's 4 you know? so in the morning. It's just mo- a yeah. wasted off day. Dang, and I forgot about it. around trying shit, to land. Bro. And then just like the wings were just doing this. And we're like... The- you feel like the airplane like pull up and you're like, oh shit, like, what's going on? It was a cluster and it was a cluster when we, when we landed because all the buses and everything were at LaGuardia. Was that LaGuardia? Oh, and we landed, yeah. we landed at JFK and it was pouring rain. We're just sitting on the plane for like another two hours. <laughs> Miserable. I remember See, Bruni, but that was 09 because Bruni was fucking screaming and yelling that, that night. Yeah, yeah, he was pissed. He, he was, was the pissed. Tommy Canley of the group? Oh yeah, one thousand yeah. percent. I don't think he had a. I don't think he had a good series in Boston, so he was pretty upset. Yeah, uh, got you, got you. Yeah. See, my key with all that stuff, and then we'll move off aviation. But is <laughs> is pilot communication? If the pilot gets on and he tells me, "Hey, it's going to be rough. We'll get through it. It's going to be 15, 20 minutes. Cool." Or like, "Hey guys, we're circling. It's kind of tough right now. The wind's a little off. Whatever." But if I'm hearing nothing and I'm just rocking around up there. 
That freaks me out. Like I want some, I had a red eye from Hawaii once where it was like two and a half hours of, and it was a huge plane, the most ridiculous turbulence. And the pilot didn't say a word through the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you just, you got to give me something. Like, just give right. me the, like, you know, you know, I can't just hear like a seatbelts, you know, like I, I don't need that. Like I need like right. a. Hey guys, it's going to be pretty tough here for a while. You know, don't worry, we'll get through it. But about you know, next two hours it'll be rough. Now I'm like, okay, now I know. I have a gauge of expectation sure. here. You know. Yeah, in a, in a rough flight, I like when the I like when the pilot comes out and uses the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. then I'm like, all right, yeah. like it can't be. Oh that yeah, bad. we do. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. If he's leaving the co-pilot up there like solo, I'm like, all right, yeah. everything's cool. Yeah, we good. <laughs> Bro, yeah. turbulence for the most part puts me to sleep unless it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I can it's sleep a, through it's that. It's a drop one, so it's big yeah. drops. Oh like, yeah, Ugh. man. Yeah, they get you. Um, we have some questions uh, from Twitter, Phil. If you'd like okay. to answer some, would that be delightful for you? It would be more than delightful. Okay, good. Here we go. <laughs> um, James Killian, uh, Everlast73 on Twitter says, what's the best spring training prank you have seen or been a part of? And I'll expand it to beyond spring training if you just want it to be, you know, the baseball season at large. Well, <laughs> uh, Heat would always do the name game. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> the name Where, game, bro. Oh I forgot about the I gotta, name. I'll, um, you got so you many. Guys, you got those videos, right? Bro, I got so many good videos. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Marino was the best. The Dan, Dan Marino, Marino was, was one best. of the best. I don't think I have that one, though. <laughs> the name game, uh, Heat came up with it. Uh, and you basically call for somebody, but then pretend like you didn't. <laughs> So it sounds it sounds so stupid, but it's unbelievable. It in spring training, in spring training, Heat would hide in the uh, the equipment room, and they'd always be you know it's right across from the food room. I don't know; it's probably set up different now, right? No, but it's exactly the fucking. It's thing. exactly the same. <laughs> so, so he'd be hiding amongst the the jerseys on the racks and just call for people that were going into the food room, and they would just spin around like. Like, look for, you know, like, they'd look inside the food room. They'd be, like, looking around. I'm probably outing so many people that had no idea this was going on. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Bro, oh, my Willow God. and Reggie ones. used to get so pissed. Reggie used to get oh so mad, God. guys. Yeah, I know I heard yeah. a motherfucking call me, and he would just turn all the way around <laughs> and just keep going. The uh, Dan Marino. The Dan Marino was great. Dan Marino was classic. Um, yeah, Dan Marino was at spring training for some reason. He was like, he was plugging like a pizza company. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he like came around. He's wearing like this pizza shirt, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get his ass." <laughs> so, he, like, <laughs> so he's in, he's in the uh, the amongst like the jerseys, the clothes, and the in the but, but in a locker. He was in a locker that day. And Rob Kukuza comes back. Rob Kukuza comes back to give him to get Dan Marino like a hat and a jersey or something. And he's recording on his phone. He's like, hey, Dan. And like, and he's like, yeah. And like, just looks around and there's nobody in the room. <laughs> it was, it was the best. That's, that's by far my all time favorite. Yeah. Yeah. If you got the video videos. of that, definitely send it to us, man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'll hit up Heat too. I know he's got it. Yeah. He's got oh, it. That's for great. Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, sports dude says, what was your first fun purchase when you signed your first contract? I don't know. I, I probably a car, I guess. I don't know. That's that fun. But, <laughs> the house probably, right? Like it took forever. Yeah, but the I, house, I mean, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, house, car, not a big jewelry guy. So I don't, I don't really rock, you know, watches or anything, but that was probably about it. But all uh, right. CC's trying to get me to buy one of those. Uh, what's your car, C? I keep telling you, man, McCullen, and you gotta go. You gotta yeah, get it, bro. You would love yeah, that thing. It looks yeah. like it. It looks like it's not your style, but it's definitely your style. Like you. No, I test. I test drove one. They let me. They let me drive one for a day. I kept. Bro, it's a dad car. I'm telling you. Like yeah. I drive that shit everywhere. The what is this? It, like the, the Rolls Royce truck. Ah, got you. Yeah, yeah, they came out with an SUV. It's 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 sick, but it's a lot of money that yeah. green one bro i'm telling you that's all you yeah yeah <laughs> green with the brown interior yes that's yeah. it dog i'm telling you know you. what see i think you should gift it to phil for him covering for your drunk ass in miami in 2009 <laughs> <laughs> that would be a sweet gift for sure <laughs> yours, is all, yours is all murdered out right yeah i got like the satin navy on it and then i put the the wheels on it and all that stuff it's uh i love that truck i drive it every day yeah, that's sweet. I like this one. Frank Juniper. We'll take one or two more, Phil. How's it feel to be invited to Old Timers Day? <laughs> Shitty. Shitty, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 33 years old. A, oh, let's play I, I thought it was going I thought it was going to, yeah, I'll blow some doors, too. <laughs> I'll take Paul O'Neill down a notch or two. And that's <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, like, I, I get this letter in the mail from the Yankees, and I'm like, ooh. You know, what could this be? This is kind of nice. It was like, oh, uh, dear sir. It wasn't even personalized. We'd like- <laughs> we want to invite you to Old Timers Day, 33 years old. Oh, man. I- I'm going to wait a couple years, too, dog. I don't think I'm going to play. Did you I'm get a- one this year? Not yet. But I, I think, I- oh, yeah, I did. Amber Amber uh, was like, you want to play Old Timers Day? No, cha- no yeah. chance. Dude, you'd but, blow uh, doors, too. The softball game. My, bro, my shoulder's broken. Blow doors. I can barely throw a ball fucking 50 feet right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot. I was playing catch outside with little C and he fucking, you know, it's all long toss. So I have to have Carter be the cutoff man in between us right now because I cannot get it to him. Bro, a lot but of people the, say that they left everything on the field. You literally did. Bro, I got nothing. <laughs> like, I literally left my shoulder on the fucking yeah. mound in, in the Bronx. Like, yeah. it's done. They wanted me to throw out the first pitch this year. I was trying to get ready, but it would have been horrible. And I can't even throw with I can't even throw with uh with two fingers. I got to throw it with with three or four. Like I'm you got to change up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Phil, I'm glad. Um, you know, this time you couldn't escape us, man. Like it was. You got it, nothing you, to do, cuz. Yeah. No. Exactly. All, all, it was, all it took was CC texting me, man. That's my dude. Hey, but was it was, was this the same weekend? What What about you bringing the donuts to Flinny? That was a good prank too. What was oh, that? That was a that was a great one, yeah. No, oh, that was when I was already I was already you playing was already for the with, twins. With, yeah, you was already playing for the twins. All mm-hmm. right, so you got to tell us guys, this one. You guys came to town, so Gar- uh, of course, Gardy texted me like a week before, <laughs> like a week before the Yankees are going to Minnesota, and he's like, "Bro, we got to get Flinny." So <laughs> this is Anthony Flynn. Flynn, Flynn like, yeah, Anthony Flynn, yeah, old yeah. video guy. Like he was a punching bag because he couldn't take it. Yeah, like he he would get so mad, and that's the guy you want to prank, you know, <laughs> and. uh so Gardy was like, we got to do something. And I'm like, all right. So uh, I had the clubhouse guy get like two dozen donuts and uh, and take them over to the to the visiting locker room. And, and Flinny sits down and uh, Gardy puts them in front of him. 
I was like, what are you doing? Like, those are the donuts for the team. He's like, no, 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 these are just for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was crazy, like, because I was texting, obviously I couldn't go into the visiting locker room, so I was texting Guardian, I'm like, take video, bro, like, show me what he's doing. Uh, and uh, and he was pissed, like, he was, pissed. he was stomping around but down by the batting cages and stuff and, like, throwing stuff, and he texted me, like, all pissed off. I'm like, Dude. <laughs> I was pissed because he wasted the donuts. I'm like, Bring me the fucking donuts. You can be <laughs> yeah. mad, but don't yeah. throw the fucking donuts away. Like them yeah, big donuts. He threw, like, he threw them against the wall or something. Yeah, he right? got like, mad <laughs> and they were all over the fucking coach's room. Really? Those nice donuts too. I, I got them from a really good donut shop in uh, in Minneapolis. In yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bring them shits to me. Don't throw, don't fucking throw. Them. <laughs> I know he ate one later. He had. I know for sure he kept it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, no, we had we had a lot of fun, dude. You, Guardy, like. You're my guys. I love that. Appreciate it, dog. Forever, oh. man. It's crazy. We'll, ha- we'll have to do this again, Phil, because, uh, man, y- you fit in beautifully with R2C2. These stories are, are epic, man. Well, I know you guys. That, that always makes it better, you know? It does. Yeah. You get, you get some does. people on the show, and it's like you don't really know them that well. But, yeah, we could, it, we could tell stories for days. I, I love that stuff, man. And, um, dude, uh, all the best to your wife, to your baby. Um to both of your dogs, even the one who's a little more annoying. Um, yeah, like, appreciate but seriously, it, stay it. safe, stay healthy. And, you know, if we're like this for the next 10 months, you know, I'm sure we're going to try and be having you on at least, you know, 10 more times. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, yeah, you guys as well. I hope you guys are well and stay safe. Keep, uh, keep indoors, man. For yeah. Sure. Well, we are doing that. Wash and, your and, hands, right? That's what I Wash your fucking hands. <laughs> wash Constantly. Your hand. Man. I have been oh, non-stop, <laughs> non-stop. Anyway, you guys know new episodes every Thursday. You can rate, review, subscribe. If you're just listening to the audio, you know, we're doing YouTube with these Zooms as well. So make sure you check that out as well. Phil, thank you, my man. Subscribe to you, uh, Phil's polls on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I'm about yeah, to there right you go. Now, bro. Subscribe I'm to Phil's to right polls now. on YouTube. That's big. Make sure you're doing that. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>